Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 143. Thank you so much for tuning in. Chris Ackey is an all-star, all-Canadian linebacker for the Montreal Alouettes in the Canadian Football League. The former Wilfrid Laurier University athlete was drafted in the first round of the 2015 CFL draft by the Montreal Alouettes and fourth overall and inducted into the Wilfrid Laurier Hall of Fame in 2019. And joining me today to discuss his life as a professional football player is Chris Ackie. Chris, how are you, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on today. No, thanks for being on the show. You know, I like interviewing um, athletes like yourself, you know, because you can give my audience an insight on what it takes to be a professional athlete. But before we go there... I want to congratulate you for being inducted into the Wilfrid Laurier Hall of Fame last year. Thank you. Thank you. Like it's been, that was an honor for me because growing up, um, I always knew about Wilfrid Laurier. I always used to watch their games as a kid and to, to go there and see like many uh, great players go there and went to the CFL and even NFL to know that um, I'm lucky enough to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. So that, that meant a lot to me to be in there this year. Oh, most definitely. Now, let's get a little personal, Chris. Where did you grow up, and what was your childhood like? Well, I grew up, so born in Toronto, lived in Toronto for about 10 years before I made the move to, made the move an hour west of Toronto to a place called Cambridge. So I grew up in Cambridge, like, it was fun, like, it's a smaller town in uh, Cambridge and obviously what Toronto is. But I had a really good time in Cambridge. I started playing football as soon as I moved there. So I started playing football when I was 10 years old. And then ever since then, I kind of just like fell in love with it. So I just had a great time playing football. Yeah, playing football when I was 10 years old. I had a wonderful time doing that. I just had a lot of like great friends growing up and a lot of family. I have a really big family. So really family-oriented. Like the holidays were always just like a nonstop party every day. Each like and uncle hosting like a family party. So I always had like a great time childhood real like tight family so i kind of thank them for like where i am today that i'm always being supportive of sort of me where whatever i was doing if i was like football basketball track and field rugby like whatever i was doing they're always like right there with me wow that's amazing now i was reading the other mm -hmm. day the other day that less than two percent of student athletes make it to the professional level in sports so how does it feel to be one of the less than 2% that actually made it, man? See, I didn't even know it was that low, less than 2%. That's crazy. Yes. Less than 2% actually make it to the professional level like you have. Yes. No, that's, that's crazy. And like, now nah, looking back, especially on that number, you got to appreciate, for me, I got to appreciate, like, uh, where I am and, like, the people who've helped me get to where I am. Because I know when I started playing football, at 10, I said, hey, I want to play professional football. And, you know, like, um, as a kid, like, it, like career day in school, they ask you, okay, what do you want to be when you grow up? I used to always say I want to be a football player. I always want to be a football player. And I got to the point where I kind of felt like um, 
embarrassed to say that. But people start laughing. They all, you got to, okay, what do you really want to do? Some of them I'm uh. out here making up different careers that I want to do <laughs> uh, when I'm a kid. Okay, I want to say, I remember one time I said I want to be a construction worker. And like me, I'm not even, I'm like the least handyman you'll meet. So I'm not even making up different careers like that. And um, just I was kind of embarrassed to say, hey, I want to play football. So to be able to do that now, I've been going, I'm about to go into my sixth year professionally. It's kind of like, a, it's a great honor. Well, obviously I know like football doesn't last forever. So there's stuff I want to do after football and like, transition to other careers. But um, at the time being, like I'm going to keep going with football until uh, until I can't anymore. Yes, it sounds really good. And we'll we'll talk about your post-football career uh, pursuits after this. But for my listeners who are not familiar with the CFL, it's similar to to our NFL in the States, right? Yeah, it is similar. It's just, um, it's, it's similar, but it's different at the same time. So in Canada, we have um, three downs instead of four downs. So you got a lot of special teams play. Yeah, you got a lot of punting. So, yeah, so we have three downs, and then our receivers are in motion. So, we, well, we'll have some, you know, like in NFL, like receivers, they're not, there's no, like, waggle to the line. They're pretty, they start, they start, like, uh, stagnant, right? So, um, in uh, in Canada, you have, like, we'll have our slot backs in motion. They got about, like, a 10-yard run up to line of scrimmage. So, for defensive backs, it's always a little tougher because you got to cover someone who's already coming in motion to you they could be at full speed by the time they hit the line of scrimmage and you're, you're already standing still. So then you got to cover something that's already moving. So it's a little tougher that way. And our fields are uh, wider and longer. So oh, I think really? we're about, um, yeah, I think we're about 15 yards wider than the NFL really? field. And our, yeah, and our full field is 120 yards. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think we're like, yeah, I think we're 65 yards wide. So it makes it, it's a tougher, it's tough on defense. It's really tough. It's tough as a defender, just you got a lot more space to cover. So it's tough that way. Yeah. So like from like a lot of my, uh, like a lot of my American teammates that guys who played NCAA or playing the NFL for numerous years, numerous years, when they come to Canada, they realize like, damn, like this is, this is tough too. Like we got to, you got to cover, you got to cover a lot longer. You got to, so much space you need to track down the quarterback or running back. Like, so our DNs, like, we might have, like, undersized DNs here, but those guys are fast. They'll give you, like, a four or five speed. So they got to go, they got to be able to go side on the sideline. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You pass a lot more in the CFL. So, you know, NFL, you might see, like, say guys like Derek Henry might touch the ball 30 times, like, playoff game against the Patriots. But in Canada, you might, run the ball maybe like 10, 10 times a game, 10, 11, 12, depending really? on the running back. But you throw, you throw the ball a lot in Canada. Yeah, it's all like passing. So you got to be able to cover. So even the linebackers, yeah, you're all, your will, it's like, it's not like a big linebacker. Like I'm a will linebacker and I play at just over 220. And then, but I'm in coverage a lot. Wow. Now you're a linebacker, yeah. correct? Yeah, I'm a linebacker. But I played uh, defensive back in college. Oh, oh, okay, you did DB in college. Yeah, I played DB in college. Okay, so how many regular season games do you have? In NFL, we have 16. Yeah, so we have 18 regular season games. 18 regular season, ah. Yeah, we have 18 regular season games. Wow, 
And your regular season is from June to November. Is that correct? Yeah, regular season is from June to November. Yeah, exactly. When playoffs start, usually uh, first week of November. That's when the playoffs will be. Then a month of like May, end of May, early June is like our preseason. And like training camp, we'll be in a training camp uh, beginning of well, maybe like the second week of May here in training camp. The NFL championship game is a Super Bowl. What's the Canadian Football League championship game called? It's called the Grey Cup. The Grey Cup. Yeah. I, yeah, I think there, I think, I think I'm trying to remember how many Grey Cups is. I think we're on the 108th Grey Cup now. I think mean, that'll be the next one coming. 108th Grey Cup. So actually, the CFL's been around longer than the NFL. Is that right? That I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, people will never know that, but the CFL's actually been around longer than the NFL. Whoa, whoa, this is amazing. So you, so right now you're in your off-season, correct? Yeah, I'm in the off-season. Just kind of got back to training uh, last week. Okay, so what do you do during the off-season? Well, I do during the off-season? Well, I'm training. I do train Monday to Friday, take my weekends off, so I like, relax and like see my friends, family, everyone. Um but also, I run a youth football camp. So it's going to be the oh. fourth year running the camp. Yeah, so I started a camp um, with some of my other friends that play in the CFO and guys I went to uh, college with. We started a football camp where I live now um, in Kitchener, which is an hour from, uh, hour from Toronto, hour west of Toronto. And, um, yeah, so we've been doing that. So it's a good youth camp. Like We have, um, we have over 70 kids out. It's kind of like a, just a developmental skills camp. Because I know growing up, I didn't have many – football camps to go to yes. there's only like you just play like city football right just honestly this tackle football all kind of like not all year round but like as soon as the fall sort of the spring hit tackle football to summer then the fall so you never really got those like skilled camps the, only the skill camps would be like in um in uh in the u.s and then sometimes right. like with my family wouldn't able to really afford to get there or have the time to take me to those camps so i didn't have many camps to go to growing up so i figured like once I became pro, that's one thing I really wanted to do was start a camp uh, where I grew up, just so the kids will have different opportunities to kind of get better as players and, and continue to grow the Canadian game, the Canadian football game. I think that would be that's kind of ideal. So what I, that's really what I wanted to do, yeah, just kind of help them get better and kind of bring a kind of new age, new age coaching, coaching to them. Yes. Yeah, so that's really, that's one thing. So with my staff, like all guys that are veterans in the CFL now, so they're they're really good with the kids. The kids always have a lot of fun. We have a really good turnout uh, every week or every year we run this camp as well. Nice. And how long does the, how long does the camp last? The camp, um, we're doing it this year. We're doing a three-week camp. So we go, um, yeah, we started last week, so we have another session this Saturday, then the following Saturday is the last session. So, yeah, so we've been doing it for, we've been doing it for three weeks, and then um, we make, we have our charity camp on March 8th, which is like just our charity day. We like to make a donation. So we donate the proceeds from that camp to uh, a local organization that's kind of doing well in the community. So this year we're donating to uh, the Pinball Climate Foundation. Nice, nice, man. I like how you, I like how you're giving back like that, Chris. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah, it's something like that division that I share, and same with uh, my coaching staff. We all have, we all just have that desire to kind of give back to our community and kind of help grow the Canadian football game. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, does anybody sponsor your camps, or just this is just something you guys do out of your own pocket? So we used to do it out of our own pocket, but now, kind of like growing, how we kind of grew with this camp and it's getting bigger and bigger. We look for community sponsorships. So we have a few, like um, like Gore Mutual, like an insurance company is one of them. Like Dental Offense. Um, I have some of my good friends are they have a company like DJ like uh, event like event services. So they do like weddings and other events and call 586. So they, they're one of our sponsors as well. So we have a great atmosphere at the camp because they bring some of their DJs into DJ every week. So the energy is always, always up at the camp. The kids are having a great time. Wow. That is really awesome, man. But let's talk a little bit about mm -hmm. your training, your training regimen. Okay. 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 As a professional athlete, how often do you work out? In the off season, I'm working out five days a week. And then I also throw in like yoga. Yeah, yoga as well. I, have my, I yoga a couple, two or three times a week. I'm in yoga too. Why yoga? I just like doing, I really like doing hot yoga just to work on my flexibility. Because especially with young athletes, you they always feel like, okay, you need to lift heavy all the time. And until you get to professionals, you kind of realize like it's all about just, yeah, you, at this point, you're really strong, but you got to just, make sure you're healthy enough to be on the field. No matter how strong you are, if you're not healthy to be on the field, like you're really not that good. So it's all about kind of just maintenance and being flexible and not being stiff. Because especially like I was saying earlier with the Canadian football game, you have a lot of field to cover. So you got to be able to run. So uh, my flexibility is one thing I like to focus on during the off season. What about cardio? How much cardio do you do? Cardio? I do a lot of cardio. Um, I started, I, I built up to it. Like I'll start doing like, I started actually doing the elliptical. I like doing elliptical, like just kind of give your, kind of gives your joints a break. And so, cause it's a long off season, it gives your joints a break. Now, next thing I know, I kind of graduate from the elliptical and now I'm doing more like, uh, prowlers, like sled drags, sled pushes. And then I do some, uh, some stuff in the pool. Then, um, once we get closer to the season, that's when I'm on the field more. And then I'm like, Hitting sprints um, and more on-field drills at that point. But one like um, one uh, like cardio test I do with some of my guys. We do like the 300 yard shuttle. Yes, really. So we do. Yes, yeah. yeah cause 300 yard shuttle. That's like the NFL like um, conditioning test. You have to pass to be able to participate in training camp. That's something like we do throughout our off season just to kind of make sure we're at our peak uh, physical shape here. So then we'll do that and have like different times we got to hit. So we'll do 300 yards uh, for three sets and got to get under a minute each time we do it. So and take a little two minute break in between each set. So that's one thing. When we get to closer on the field, that's when we start to do that stuff. That's when we know, okay, we're ready for training camp. Once we're, once we're doing that with these. Do you have a, a personal trainer? Yeah. So I do have a personal trainer. I've been with um, his name is Jesse Collins. I've been with Jesse Collins since um, my very first year in the CFL. So I working with Jesse. And he's like a phenomenal trainer. Like he's really knowledgeable. So he's always been able to get me in the best shape to be able to perform on the field. Wow, nice. Do you train harder during the regular season or in, during the off season? Oh, definitely during the off season. In the regular season, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to just make it. 
you're just trying to survive because you have such a busy schedule of practice and games. Your body's pretty beat up. So like my my in season workouts, I'll probably be in the gym maybe two two times for sure, maybe three times, depending on the week. I just kind of it's really like low lightweight stuff, as low impact. Just it's pretty much it's just body maintenance at that point. I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to make it from June to November. Yeah, it's a long season. It's a long season. Right? Yeah, it's a really long season. Have you ever sustained any injuries? Yeah, so I've had a few injuries. Uh, my first major injury was in my third year. I tore my tricep, and I was like, that was the first time I ever had to get surgery. So with that, yeah, it was just a, like this thing in the game, second play of the game. I remember playing at Winnipeg, and then um, I just shot my hands at an old lineman, and when I popped it, my tricep just came back and rolled up my arm. Yeah, so it just rolled up my arm. So throughout the whole game, I'm like, damn. So I know something's wrong with my tricep. I thought it might have been a strain. Trainers, but we just kind of, we kind of just uh, wrap it up. And then um, I remember at halftime, like, okay, you need to see the doctor at halftime. But that same game, one of our players, uh, I guess, broke the rib. So the, the doctor was seeing them at halftime. So halftime's quick, like 10, 15 minutes. And then because I know we're back on the second half, I wasn't able to see the doctor. But after whatever, finished the game, after I'm looking, I'm talking to the doctor after the game. So I think he tore the tricep. So we fly back to uh, we fly back to Montreal that night. Uh, get an MRI as soon as we land in the morning, and it's like, yeah, you tore your tricep. Two days later, surgery. And I was out for the rest of the season. So I was like, that was my uh, major injury. Yeah, wow. so I was like a six month recovery. Yeah, but the rehab the rehab was long. It was it was tough, but I was able to kind of get back uh, even stronger than I was before. So kind of injury was kind of a blessing. Kind of help me uh, get even stronger. And I just had so much time to even work on like my mental game at that point. Okay. You said your mental game. How important is that? Oh, mental game is really important because as a, as a football player, you go through like ups and downs, like things don't always go your way. You know, you might miss a tackle during the game. Uh, you might get a touchdown score on you, stuff like that. So you got to make sure you just stay positive. And it, they always say for athletes, like it's best to have short-term memory. Just because you got, you might make a mistake. You got, you might make a mistake. You got to say, you know what? I can't keep thinking about that mistake I made in the first quarter. I got to move on. And if I'm still like dwelling on that mistake I made, that's like that's me just not in the the best place mentally. That I got to help on my team. Like one play, one play doesn't like, determine the game. So like if I make one play, bad play, that doesn't mean the game's not over. I need to kind of rally back and try to make that play up to help out my team. What about meditation, Chris? Do you do any meditation? Meditation? Yeah, I actually do. I started doing that this year. I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to to meet uh, a mental coach, and then I worked with her a little bit uh, during the season. Actually, I worked with her throughout the whole season. She was great, and we'd have a weekly call to kind of talk about different things that were going on, and we'd do, like, uh, different, like, uh, breathing exercises, kind of just, like, I don't know, just to kind of just get you in the right space, and we do it so I remember I would do it every morning. I do I would have a I would have a different one for uh, game days I would do as well. That's where that kinda of helped me to kind of just mentally. Yeah, yeah, this is great. This is great. Now how important is nutrition for you? For me nutrition is really important. Um especially that's something I really take care of in the off season and make sure I'm eating right, make sure I'm putting the right things in my body. Uh, so that's something I really like to stay on top of. 
in season. I'm pretty like I'm pretty like strict with myself in season. But I've like in Montreal there's so many great restaurants and then like I would I'll have like maybe once a week I go out, go to the restaurant with the guys and grab a good dinner or something. But yeah, but usually in the off season like I love to cook, so I'm always cooking every day. Really? Yeah, I love really? to cook. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! So you cook your own food? Yeah, yeah. I'm on my yeah. I cook my own food. Oh man! Mm-hmm. Now again, when it comes to nutrition, because most people you know think that as an athlete you can eat pretty much whatever you want because you're burning so many calories. But isn't it important what you put in your body? Oh, definitely. Like I guess you could eat whatever you want to, but then you might not be able to perform at your best. You might as well fuel your body with the different foods and like supplements you need to form at a high level like you're a high level athlete like you got to treat your body treat your body like a like a ferrari you got to make sure you put the right stuff in there definitely definitely another thing about the nfl chris is that the average nfl athlete plays in the nfl for about three years that's the average there are those who exist who stay there longer but i'm just saying on the average three years now you've already been in the cfl for five years correct correct yeah that's awesome. But now, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Hopefully, I'm still playing. Like, for me, a big goal for me was to get to the 10-year mark. Nice. Uh, was really, yeah, I just really want to get to the 10-year mark just to say, you know what, you just did 10 years professionally. You've also been playing since you're 10 years old. Get to the 10-year mark, and then after that, um, see how things go. See how things go after that, because obviously I'll be getting older at that point. So that's like that's something yes. I, I'd love to do. Um, but yeah, there's guys that play like for a long time. I know I have a teammate who's uh, 37. He's been playing, I think, for maybe 13, 14 years, maybe maybe 15 years. I don't know what uh what John is at at this point, but he's but he's been doing it at a high level for so long. So that's someone you kind of look up to and look like. How does he maintain his body? How does the work he does each and every day to perform at a high level? Like at 37, like he's one of our best DMs on the team. If not me, that's the end on the team, actually, at that, at that age. So he's something you really, like, look at. And be like, that's something you re- would really like to strive to, to uh, achieve as well. Oh, most definitely. Because I do know quite a few um, NFL athletes who have been playing 15, 17, 18 years. And so and I think it all comes down to conditioning, too, your, your body and your mind, right? Yeah, it's more than, like, Football is more than just like a physical sport. You got to put in a lot of work mentally. That's like watching film, how you prepare for games, or even just your own like mental health to make sure you're okay. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But what's next after football, though, Chris? After football, I I'm really interested in going into wealth management. And that's something like I've wealth already like, yeah, wealth management. So I'm really interested in. Um, like fine, I'm really interested in finance and like investing and whatnot. So that's really something I've been interested in, interested in for probably the past like you know, like four or five years. So I've always been like reading up on it, and I've been fortunate enough to meet uh, different like uh, different people in the in the business already in the industry that I've always been there to kind of mentor me. I've been I go to meetings where people just kind of talk, and I've actually had a couple of companies reach out to me looking to hire me like once I'm done playing football. Really? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean, look at athletes like Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, and you know those in, here in the states, and those guys—they've been able to parlay their their um their fame into 
you know, business, you know, and and mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal, people like that. So that's so important. So I think you're on the right path to do that, man. That's great. Yeah, thank you. So I hope I hope it's a smooth transition once I'm done. I hope I can leave this game uh, when I'm ready to leave. Yes, man. Is there any advice you would give any um, up and coming athletes as far as going after their dreams? I'd say just you gotta just keep striving for your dreams. If I remember when I was 13 years old, I had a coach tell me that um, he said in front of the whole banquet, like it was a big speech. Not at that point, I thought I was going to play professional football, but he told me from a big banquet, he said, "Hey, Chris is a guy that'll show up to practice every day. He he'll never play uh, college football. He might not even make his high school team, but he's he's a guy that'll show up and." Um, Showed the practice every day, and at that point, at 13, I was devastated out there. How could he? How could he say that? Especially something you look up to. So he's just something that counted me out. So to to go on the journey, I, I went on to later be drafted uh, in the first round, fourth overall, and to be a starter in the CFL. So the, that kind of just shows like don't let anyone tell you can't do it. Like if you really want to work for something, like keep striving to do it. And even like uh, when I used to make up different careers as a kid, because I was embarrassed to say I want to be a football player. If a kid at 13, 14, you want to be a football player, yeah, you should strive to do it. Obviously, have a backup career because football doesn't last forever. But if that's what you want to do, you put in the work to achieve your goals. You see how important it is to have people who believe in you, right? Yeah. That's why family, family and a good friend circle is really important. Yes, most definitely. And also, if you can have a mentor in your life, right? Mm-hmm. No, it definitely helps a lot. I've had some great mentors in my life, from uh, my older brother to um, even my, uh, my high school coach or even one of my trainers I had that helped me uh, leading up to the combine, uh, Joaquin Bradley, who was an um, CF- eight-year CFL vet. So someone like that that's always been there to kind of help show me the way and uh, help prepare to be able to play in this game. Chris, really a pleasure, man. Where can, where can my listeners find out more about Chris Aki? I'm going to find out more about Chris Aki. Uh, they can follow me on Instagram at uh, ChrisAki21. I was always uh, active on Instagram or even hit me up on Twitter at uh, Chris underscore Aki. Yeah, wherever they want, or Facebook, Chris Ackerman, if they want to just reach out with me to talk football, that's something I always like uh, interacting with the fans and getting to know people. So for them, to, don't hesitate to contact me if they have any questions about anything about, about my journey, about my life. Wow, this is great. Chris Ackerman, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Like, it's been a great time. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.